Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
evening, good evening, and good afternoon, and thank you for joining us on another edition of The Divination Table. I'm your host, Mike Lennon, and our special guest today, Frank Rising, is an intuitive ancestral bone reader and spiritual counselor with over 20 years of working in various divination and ocular system, oracle systems, pulling from the West African Sangnoma, as well as Southern U.S. and Appalachian styles of bone reading, along with experience in nearly 30 years of other magical systems. He offers you a unique yet deep look into your present, past, and future. So let me bring on our special guest. Hi there. Hello, and how are you? So good to have you with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm really good. Things are great. I'm so happy to hear that. So now you are an ancestral bone reader. Yes, sir, that I am. So can you explain for our listening audience exactly what an ancestral bone reader is and does? Well, basically put, I took the bone reading thing, the, the bone the bone reading, and I put an ancestral spin on it. What I did was I put pieces in, not just for the parents, but I go nine generations back further. So I have a, a, the parents' parents, you know, grandparents, and then I have pieces representing the great-grandparents. And then after that, I start to go one piece for each generation. And then what I do from there is I just basically go ahead and, and – um, you know, read it out like like to see who's near you and who's influencing what in what way and who's got messages for you in which way, whether they're speaking or not speaking. All the all the ancestors are represented by shells. So depending on how they fall, I can tell whether they're active, inactive, speaking, not speaking, and, and their proximity in which in which the where they are located with situations or with uh, like the way they talk about, you know, what they have to say about a situation or something you're doing. Now, when we speak about bone reading, because, you know, I also have a bone reading set and I've been getting into that a lot more recently. You know, for the people that aren't familiar, can you explain what a bone reading or bone reading set actually is? Well, you know, I mean, it depends. What it, Historically, like well, the way I understand it, bone reading was done many different ways between uh, shoulder blades being read uh, in the fire or, you know, as the early 20th century, a lot of possum bones and things like that down in the south. The way I do it is kind of I have to give a nod to Michelle Jackson because Michelle Jackson was the one who pretty much pointed me in that direction. And what happened was. Um, it's, it, it becomes a, a set. My, my set is 180 pieces of bones and shells and stones and roots and a few like curios, pieces of metal and things like that thrown in little charms and whatnot. And that's pretty much what I use, but that's a definitely a 20, 20th or 21st century version. I would say of what it's, it's like Oracle reading too, but it's heavy on bones. Yeah, I, I have to give a nod to Michelle Jackson as well because she had clarified a lot for me from her, you know, her blog as well as her book and her insights. Because I was trying to look too deeply with the set that I had rather than working with what I currently already do and know. 
and how I read in other divination systems. So I find, you know, the, the bone sets to be completely different for each and every single person. Yeah, very specialized. I mean, even and even my set will change. I mean, I have a I have a bag that I use that's the main set, it's 181 pieces. And then I also have like a like a what was meant to originally be a smaller set for short <laughs> readings. And then I realized there really aren't the way I do readings, there really aren't any short readings. So I, what I use, I allow the I allow the client to use the pieces in that secondary bag to identify certain situations that aren't in there, and a lot of them are with 180 pieces. But if they want to name a client, or they want to name like a you know a friend or a partner or a situation or a location or a job, or they have like a question between two or three jobs, then we put pieces in t- to to recognize what those are, and then see what becomes you know see how they read and see where they come up in there. Yeah, I find that you know. I think initially my first problem that I had was looking at things in what I would consider to be like a 3D map. Right. Because I was always, you know, a card reader and everything was always laying down flat. And looking at a bone set and a bone reading, I mean, literally there are layers of pieces you know, not just next to or touching or on top of, but underneath and squished and blended, sometimes stuck inside. Yeah, you'll see pictures that I post sometimes online and it'll just look like a big pile of stuff. And and, and we have to, you know, and I never read the same way. Like, Like me personally, whenever I look at the spread of what I've thrown, it never comes out the same way. Sometimes it's in a spiral in, a spiral out. Sometimes it's in a lightning bolt pattern. Sometimes the spirit calls to me where to start. And a lot of times I'll start with the client itself or themselves, I should say. And and with that client piece, I get one piece of information and then that usually leads me in a direction. And and you're you're very right about it being um it, it's 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 multi-dimensional because there becomes there's so many different ways to read this stuff. That that literally you can almost you know you can read it one way and go and spin back around on the same spread in another way and catch something you missed, and then sometimes it's really just blatantly obvious. I found that some people, I, I you know not to take anything away from anybody, but sometimes some clients their stuff is very clear and very very easily read, and some are just very like I have to like it's like putting a puzzle together, really. <laughs> It is. And, and then as far as, you know, the pieces themselves go too. you know, I, I, I tend to like things that I, I liken a lot of things to the two sides of a coin where you'll have a heads or a tails. And many of my pieces are like that. Like they either come up, you know, heads or tails or positive or negative or, you know, favorable or unfavorable or or active or non-active or whatever. But then, you know, you can't always rely on that piece or any piece to lay a certain way. Sometimes it's laying positive facing uh, the domestic situation and very negative facing the, the work situation. And then I do all my readings as like, as like conversations, not just read. I don't just sit down and tell them what's going on. I have to ask sometimes because it's interactive. And sometimes I'll see something like, for instance, where home looks okay, but yet work looks troublesome. And then I'll, I'll, I'll say, well, how's work going? And they'll say, Oh boy. And then it'll, and then, you know, I'll say, okay, that's okay. Hold on. And then I'll just pick it from there. And I can usually really like find exactly what's going on with, with work. If if it's, if, if, for example, right. No, but I understand completely. I mean, it is such a multidimensional 
set, you know, that can be used for pretty much anything. And right. One piece in itself can have so many different ways to present itself and different meanings. You know, like you were saying, you know, active or not active. Sometimes they're talking, sometimes they're not talking. Sometimes they're giving right. advice of saying, hey, this is something you need or this is something you need to look at from this angle rather than the current way you're looking at it. Yeah, very much so. And the funny thing is, too, some of those pieces, you know, they they not only do they have multi-dimensional meanings, but it really starts getting heavy when you start looking at the animals, you know, that, that when you start to use like when you use. Well, I say gemstones as well, too. But like with with certain stones and certain animal bones, you have a lot of different things and it almost kind of becomes you have to look at the situation or the or the spread, I should say, and then sort of interpret the situation. And sometimes it'll it'll be very surprising to me as a reader what I come up with, because it's like I, I, I didn't logically see that that spirit was obviously coming through me that addressed that situation, because me as a logical human, I wouldn't have caught that. Right. And, you know, and it's one of these things that I love about bone reading is you are working a lot of times specifically and directly with spirits and with your ancestors. You know, it's not just a meaning of a piece. You know, they start out that way. But, you know, like you and I are aware and other bone readers that, you know, we present these to our ancestors. We let them know what every piece means, what every piece means when it lands a certain way, when it falls when it's up or when it's down or if it's on its side. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we give our ancestors all the information that they need on every piece so they can communicate with us. And it's not just, you know, like I'm going to throw charms down. You know, I love charms. I have a lot in my, in my um, bone set. But they have specifically set meanings, whereas, you know, bones are not. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And the thing also, too, you know, with the ancestor connection, too, that I should have mentioned in the beginning was that every reading starts out with a with a dual, you know, a prayer by both me and the client where I tell the client to call in their ancestors and ask them for help and clarity and, and, and for anything they need to know to show itself. And at the same time, I'm calling in mine, too, and I'm calling in the spirits I work with, which are a myriad of spirits, which also, you know, at times, with the exception of one or two, will change. So depending on a given period of time, those spirits that I call in sometimes change. But but the ancestor connection is huge. I, every piece that I use goes on an ancestor altar and another and a spiritual altar for there's a, there's just no there's no way for me to even tell you how long. I mean, they they say I put the piece there, and then when they're ready, they 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 tend to come to me. They they tell me go, you know, you start using me now. It's time it's time. So you start using me now. Yeah, and you know, I have a piece still sitting on my uh, ancestral altar that's been there for months. It mm-hmm. is a Civil War era uh, domino, so it's white on one side, black on the other. And it still has yet to talk to me, but I know that eventually it's going to tell me what it wants to be known for 
what it's meaning is and when it wants me to add that into my bone set. Initially, I thought, okay, you know, it just doesn't want to be in my set, but it still won't let me take it off the altar yet. <laughs> yeah, and the funny part is sometimes, you know, they'll, they'll after months and months, they'll, they'll, or weeks or days, you know, they'll, 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 they'll speak up, hey, integrate me, or, you'll, or, or I'll be doing a reading and I'll be going, oh, wait, that, that's that piece. You know, it's not here. It's, it's, I got to put it in. And I'll put that piece in. And it'll function just fine for a year, two years, and then one day it starts running away. Uh, I'll throw the bones; it'll disappear. Now, lately, me and the badger have a very interesting relationship because the badger claw just keeps getting away from me. I mean, it just—I that thing has run off so many times that I finally I smoked it in frankincense. I've 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 washed it in holy water. I've I've left it on the altar. And it's still just it, – it's just it, – it's got a case of ADD or something. I mean that badger claw is just all over the place. <laughs> yeah, when it's – I mean I, sometimes I'll look for it in the set and I'll be like, okay, where are you at now? The other day I did a reading at, at the kitchen table. It was a long-distance reading. I did a reading at the table and I have a metal grate on the table and I, and I didn't find it. I was – I didn't see it in the reading and I was like, oh, boy, I've lost it again. So I retraced my steps you know, and I'm looking you – know, I've done them in a few different places and I'm looking around. And and then finally, lo and behold, uh, we move the the uh, the uh, the metal grate. It's hiding under the grate. So this this badger has a thing for hiding. You know, we learned that about this piece. So it takes on a good meaning in reference to things, you know, being hidden or the need to hide or. Yeah, it's and it's funny too because with the badger, a lot of times, it, well, in the in the work I do, the badger stands for a lot of um, snippety behavior, out, uh, temperamental outbursts that the next day or a later period of time, the person will come around and not, you know, try to, you know, the person who has the temperamental outburst, then later on they come around and they're like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And people are like, ah, you know, hey, I don't want to hear it, you know. And so it's very funny because that, that badger claw will hide. And sometimes those people are like that. They have a hidden streak in them that will argue and and then come back later and want to you know apologize or or worse yet they they'll they'll argue and then they they won't apologize <laughs> they 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 just won't show you know they they won't want to say they're sorry they won't want to own up they won't really care how they're how they're taken they have their temper tantrum and they're done so the badger claw has been has been very interesting in that regard so do you have a favorite piece out of all your bones did you say a favorite yes. Uh, the, uh, believe it or not, well, it's well. How about if I say I have a favorite species? Uh, <laughs> um, I guess it's hard to say. The one that I always find my go-to. One, of, I don't. It's hard to say. Let's see if I can think about that quickly. Um, I don't know, man. The cat toe is a, the cat paw bone is a, is a big one. Um, the the cat toe is is very symbolic of a person being true to themselves and very sure-footed. And, um, and, and the cat, the cat is, a, the cat is basically, my, my set is basically made of cat. It, it, I mean, it's basically made of cat bones. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a story in itself. But, the, but the, yeah, I'd say the cat toe is one, and it's tiny, you know, so you've got to watch out for it because it, it, it'll sneak away. But um, I'd say that one is a good one. Um, I love the roots too. That's a, that's another whole story. But the the roots that end up in the set, I love those as well. But the cat toe, I think it's the cat toe. To tell you the truth, tiny little cat toe. <laughs> I I just ordered. Um, you probably saw it in the 
bone reading group that Michelle Jackson's in, um, Pendant, the horse's butt. <laughs> no, I did not see that. <laughs> I, I found this charm online because I was having a conversation with somebody someday, uh, um, about a month or two ago, in reference to being hounded by, you know, the annoying people that always ask the same question of every single reader. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're stuck. And right. The word, you know, sometimes you have to deal with the horse's ass came out and I was just like man you know that would be such a great piece so I found this charm that's literally the back end of the horse you know it's a horse's butt and his legs yeah and even though it's not in my set yet the multitude of meanings (laughs) yeah that one has a lot you know know, it does it, it would it's just one of those things. Everybody in life deals with somebody or something that makes them either feel like a horse's ass or they themselves are being or the person around them is being, you know, or the situation itself. I and mean, there's so many different meanings in one piece. Yeah. Like, oh, I got to have that. And yeah, my, that's a good my other favorite piece, which I took directly from Michelle Jackson, was the fossilized dinosaur poop. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I use that as well. Yeah. You know, I got a funny story about my fossilized dinosaur poop, the coprolite. Or, I think it's called coprolite. Yes, I believe so. Okay. So I got to tell you real quick. I threw, I threw this one reading, and the poop broke in half. <laughs> And so I said to the lady, I said, well, you know, you got issues over this and this. Same person comes to me a year later. The poop breaks again. <laughs> so now I have three pieces of this one, this one little turd broken three pieces. And it's funny and very symbolic because at the same time, you think everybody's got old issues about more than one thing. Yes. Makes total, it makes total sense. Yeah. When I first bought mine, I deliberately broke it in two pieces because I needed to have more than one in my set because yeah. you, know, you deal with more than one, you know, piece of old crap that keeps coming up. Yeah, mine uh, broke pretty quick. Actually. I, I want to say it was within the first like 10 readings or so it broke, but it was twisted. It, it was, it was very graphically correct. in the fact, the way it looked, it, it broke pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I had uh, issues with initially wanting to have a wishbone, in my set, <laughs> Michael and the Wishbone. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good story. <laughs> I kept. I was buying, you know, chickens left and right, cooking chickens, you know, one or two every single week just so I could get the wishbone. Really, and the first wishbone I had, I literally went to do a test reading for somebody online. And it was on their relationship and how their love life was going to go for the next like 12 months. And literally, I started to shake the bones in the container I have. Went to reach it, um, went to pour them out, and the wishbone was already in two pieces. Fell right, out, fell right onto my mat, and I'm sitting there going, Yeah, she ain't getting no love this year. <laughs> Do you ever do you ever take the bones like that, like the wishbone especially? I, I mean, I, I don't even want to tell you how long I've had mine. But um, the wishbone that I have, what I did with it before I started to use it was I oiled it up with olive oil. 
to, to make it a little bit, I mean, you know, cause I, you know, I can't even remember where mine came from, to be honest. I'm sure it came out of a, out of a chicken. I'm sure. It, I mean, well, I obviously came out of a chicken, <laughs> but it came, I'm sure it came from a cooked chicken and, and I oiled it up. And for some reason, it's been very good to me. I've had others that didn't last, you know, I've had backups and I've tried to, you know, use them and they, they don't last. Yeah. You mentioned the oiling part with olive oil to me, and I literally did that right after I spoke to you. Um, But, you know, I went through, I literally have to say like six or seven chickens, and (laughs) every wishbone was broken. Yeah, they're they're one of those ones. I always get a little paranoid about that one because, you know, I I try to keep a spare on hand, and I had a couple of spares, and, and lo and behold... They broke before they ever even got to anywhere. I mean, I, I oiled them up, took them out of the – a friend of mine sent me a couple of them, and I, I oiled them up and, and stuck them on the altar, and I think I put one of them in the, in the bag, and it was the first thing to break. Yeah, you know? and, you know, the minute I said, okay, so my set doesn't want to have a, a wishbone, that's okay. I'm fine with that. Well, and, you know what you can do? Get yourself one of those metal wishbones. <laughs> have to. You can always use that. But I, I'm, I'm starting to move more away from the charms. I have so many – that I that I, I created two different set. Well, I created three actually, but the second set of bones I use is all bone. It's well, it's not all bone. It's all natural. It's all bones right. and stones and roots. That's all it is. Now I hear from the grapevine that you have developed another type of bone set. Yeah, I went for the vegetarian bone set. <laughs> Can you explain? <laughs> Well, what I did was I sat, you know, I kept hearing, you know, it's funny because it kind of came about from, it came about in part from last year I went to the Veritas Genie Symposium over in Damascus, Oregon, and, you know, a lot of plant magic and stuff like that. And, and And I was paying attention online and I was hearing a lot of people Oh, you know, you know, why do we have to use animal bones? You know, I want, what about vegetarian? But so I, 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 I don't know, man, I had a, I had an epiphany that I could create a set with nothing but organic materials like, and I'm not talking clay, roots, roots, stalks, branches, nuts, seeds. So I created this set that's nothing but plant matter. With like maybe one stone or something. I thought about, I, I really like, you know, you asked me one of my favorite pieces. I love coral. I, I love coral. Um, and my client piece is coral. It's a nice piece of black and red banded coral. And I have two of them. So I've, I, I haven't yet decided whether I'm not going to still use that coral for, for the, the client piece in the, in the, in the set that's all roots. But the other thing that I was considering is using a piece of banyan wood for the client. But yeah, this set is this set is not as big. It's it's more like uh, it's what like you know I don't know if, if Cast Excelsior, the bone reader from uh, California, Southern California, Los Angeles, I believe, he uses a very small set and can talk to you for like an hour and a half on what he's got with that. I mean, you know, like what he can read give you a reading in an hour and a half on these 15 pieces. And that's kind of where I went with this, where what I did was I, I decided to use male and female roots, different kinds of stalks or viney plants, 
you know, nuts such as, you know, nutmegs, buckeyes, that kind of thing, seeds, that kind of thing, everything with a different meaning. And it's been a challenge, but to tell you the truth, it's going to be very cool when I get it together because it's going to fulfill a need for people who don't want to deal with animal bones because some people, some people get weirded out by it, which I, I find amazing. Well, maybe I don't. That's probably kind of normal. But, uh, yeah, that's what it is. It's a set of roots and stalks and things like that. And, and I just went with the traditional meanings. And a few of them I, you know, I threw some meanings on. But most of those things, knowing from years and years and years of different magical systems, you've got meanings for most of those things that you can apply to those, to those roots and stalks and, and things like that. And then interestingly enough, after – well, way actually way before I came up with this – I had this epiphany – I had a past life reading, and they told me that in the 15th century, I read sticks. And I thought that was very interesting the morning, the morning I came up with this, oh, I think I'll just use roots and sticks and stalks and things like that. And then I went, oh, wait a minute. I've done this before. So it seemed natural. <laughs> I, had, I had a bone reader tell me when I was learning how to read this set that reason i have so many charms in my set is that one of my guides that has been with me more than just this one lifetime pretty much was a charm reader and that's what they threw yeah i would believe it because you know you're because it's in your blood man i mean the way i found out that i could do this was really strange (laughs) it was really weird I, well, you know, I love all forms of divination, but I do have to say, after I started getting into the bone reading, I, I love my cards, but boy, nothing is like that bone set. Yeah, they're 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 really. I, I read cards for twenty years and never got confident enough to read for other people, and I still read cards pretty regular. And I've started to actually believe it or not, this is really kind of bizarre. I've actually started to use them. As, like, as a signifier. So like, let's just say I do a reading on someone and we're to the end of it. And I ask a couple of questions of them and they, you know, they ask a couple of questions of me and, and, and we, and we, we read on that and it's, it's fine. I answer that based off the throw or the spread. I might just pull out a deck of cards and throw three cards down. And, and those three cards can really add a layer of stuff to it. And I don't, I don't use regular tarot cards. I use, I use a deck, uh, the Voyager Tarot by James Wanless, okay, and, and it's pretty deep in itself. There are a lot of great decks. I just find, you know, initially I thought I would have a problem because I'm very linear when I look at things. Right. So getting past the whole linear part for me what was a big thing, you know, with the bone set because I've always been the linear reader. Right. And I have to get out of my own head and just let things speak. Which for me was a a difficult thing initially. Well, the way I started was kind of so nonlinear that you couldn't even, I mean, what happened to me was I went, and this is, talk about divine timing. I went to California and saw Michelle and and cast, uh, um, and came back from California, and I'm living in Texas, and, and I had cut the grass right before I left. Now, this is a weird story, but it – well, not really. It's not weird. You're talking about bones. So, you know, I cut the grass before I left. I got home. I was gone five days. I got home. It rained for five days. 
And then a couple of days it dried out. The lawn was really high. The grass was high. So I had to cut it. It was, it was coming to that, you know, that, that time where I had to cut it. Lo and behold, in the back corner of the yard, I found a dead cat. Not just any dead cat, mind you, just a skeleton and a skin. There was nothing left of this cat. And the thing is, this cat wasn't there 10 days before. So I don't know where this cat came from. I don't know if, 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 if you know, it was dropped by the spirits into my yard or if my, if, even if my neighbor would have thrown it over, I can't imagine it being fully – this thing was fully clean, fully clean. Like there was nothing weird, you know, no, no, no sinew, no muscular, nothing, just bones. And so I stuck this thing up on a shelf, left it lay there, let it dry out in the Texas sun. Then I put it in the garage. And then the way I decided I was going to read was I was I was thrown into a situation where I had to go to a family reunion for a non-family member uh, by marriage, which I'm no longer with. And what happened was. I read these, I said, well, you know, they love to drink. That family, they, they love to party and drink and stuff like that. And I'm not really a drinker. And so I thought, well, what am I going to do? And I thought, well, I'll just read Bones. And I, I don't know what I was thinking when I said that. Obviously, something else was coming through. <laughs> and I, re- I did 11 readings in three days. And I got so much dr- dramatic response from the people that that it was successful. That I that and so, And two people in particular – one was very troubled, who was who walked away a completely different person, and one who who watched his son go through a real change, who pulled me aside and told me, "You better keep doing what you're doing because you're really good at. It. There's no way you could have known any of that stuff." And I and I to this day I marvel at that. I I, I feel like it, it was it was destined almost that to happen. And so you talk about looking at things in a linear fashion. I mean, I'll tell you right now, I made a couple of note cards, <laughs> you know, for what some stuff might mean if I got hung up, but I never really pulled them out. Now, I just threw them of, down and said, this means that, and that means this, and that's how it goes. <laughs> and they were now, like, what? Speaking of linear, you know, RK in our chat room says that he's super linear too and wants to know, you know, if there's any tips or exercises or anything that people can do to get out of your own head so that you can get away from that that linear thought processes. I don't know, man. I just kind of what I did, what I would say is I would take a piece and sit with it. You know, I would almost tell people to do the same thing that I would tell somebody who wants to learn tarot to do. Take a card or, you know, well, in this case, take a bone or, or, or a piece and, 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 and work with it every day and let it speak to you and let it tell you what, what it is it has to say and what it means because we may not, because the problem is our own minds limit those meanings on those pieces. And we may sit there and go, okay, you mean this, 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 this. And then we throw it and we go, Oh wait, it doesn't mean that it means this. Yeah. I so, think one of the biggest they, things for me was actually doing a bone journal. Yeah. That's another thing too. I, I, I really, that's another thing I did as well. Like I said, I started out when I, you know, when I started out, I made flashcards in case I forgot. Well, the other thing I did was I took pieces and I put them in a journal and I wrote down every specific meaning I could think of at the time. And then I left plenty of space so I could go back and add to it. And I really did this with like throwing like sometimes I don't know. We haven't talked about this, yet, but throwing on a pelt like, you know, when you throw in an animal pelt or a skin, there's a lot of there's a lot more layers of meanings you can add to that. And so, yeah, that's a great idea. Journaling, journaling is good for everything in life, I think. And I don't do it enough, I'll admit. But with pieces like that, yeah, because it's not just what you see on the surface. 
for sure. No, it, and it's not. And I found also that when I do a throw, because you know there are people that will ask questions and then throw just a handful. I can't do just a handful. I have to do the whole. Everything's got to go down. You know when I uh-huh. throw. But I also found that taking pictures. <laughs> Excuse me, taking pictures of the actual reading and either printing it out or, you know, putting it online or saving it onto your computer so you can go back to it and reference the physical images of it. Right, right. Going back to your journal or print it out and paste it into the actual journal itself. That's a great idea. (laughs) Because it gives you time to go back and look on... Okay, so I was looking at, you know, work situation for the next couple of months. So here's the picture that I had, and I'm coming back to it, because, you know, we don't always remember one reading to the next, especially when you've got, you know, 100 and some odd pieces. Oh, I don't remember them. (laughs) Three days is about my max, unless they're really traumatic or dramatic. Yeah, and it's one of those things that I found that when I started doing that, my linear issues started going away because I was no longer thinking card reader, card reader, card reader. I have to read this, 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 and this. For me, it's a lot of, you also got, and and the reason the pictures are a great idea. Whenever I do a reading, I always send a giant pile of pictures to my clients. I I take a lot of pictures and I, and, and I, you know, like I might take 20 and I might send them 15 and the reason they don't get the other five is because they're terrible <laughs> or they're doubles, you know. But um, I always send them and I, and I have them. I have a file on my on my phone alone that has about 600 pictures of different readings. And I finally learned that I need to put a separator in between each picture. So, so in, you know, in between each reading so I can really tell because sometimes they look very similar. Um, a lot of times I look back on them and I, I, there have been times there have been a, a handful of times where I have called a client back and said, you know what? I want to tell you something I saw that I missed because I'm human and I might miss it. And, 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 and only once or twice has that really had a strong bearing, but I'll tell you, that's a great idea. That's yeah, great. I mean, that's a great idea. I go back now and look at those, those readings. Like I'll have a client come back and I'll be, well, let's look at your last reading. Cause I'll now put that all in the journal, you know, with as right. much information as I remember saying. And I said, well, right. from the last time you were here, this is where we were at. And this is where all your pieces landed. And we'll take another look at the same situation and see how the changes went from one reading to the next and how the pieces changed and what influenced those particular changes. From the therapeutic side of things, showing them the, the what's the word I want to say, the map of how they got from point A to point B. Right. You know, and where the waypoints were put. Mm-hmm. You know, I think yeah. also is a phenomenal thing to be able to show a client so they can see it. Yeah, it's real funny. I have a, a couple of regular people, and it's real funny. Sometimes, you know, I have to wonder if they don't pre-program the stuff in their brain because the, the stuff will come out. The, the pieces will land on the mat in the same place. And what will change is everything around them. You see what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, you know, you know, Mr. X, he might land over here, like in like, say, what would be like if you were looking at a U.S. map, like he's in Arizona. OK, 
And then she lands like in Oklahoma, right? And then everything around him is different. Everything around him is different. And, 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 and that's an interesting thing, too, because you start to see the development of the way the situations change and stuff like that. So, yeah, that, that, that's a good idea, too. Yeah. And, you know, me, I'm one of those. You're probably like me. I like to know the nitty gritty. <laughs> yeah. I'm nosy. Yeah, I'm a Scorpio. You know, we're like. So am I, Michael. So am the I. Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, I think it, and and bones are great for that. Bones get you know bones get down to the nitty gritty of that. Like that's really true. Um, I had a, a you know I'll just lay out a little personal info. Maybe I shouldn't, but I will. Um, you know, I had a situation where somebody was lying to me over money, and it kept showing and kept showing, and they kept saying, "Oh no, 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 that's not the way it is." And literally, lo and behold, that is the way it was. And they finally, you know, would they ran from me and would not even. You know, at the mere mention of a reading, it was a bolt out the door, an argument, uh, you know, a subversion because because I saw it over and over and over again. The same exact thing. Nailed them through the bones. <laughs> you know, I nailed the problem over and yeah, over again. That's why I don't have a whole lot of friends anymore these days. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, look, you know, this is what my cards and my spirits or my bones and my spirits are telling me. And you can well, tell me, me different. I, I'm, I'm kind of a loner anyway, so it's okay that way. But but I, I will say I do love return clients. I, I love the ones I have. They're, they're just great people. Um, I've seen some amazing changes in people's lives um, that 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 I, I, I don't – there had to be spiritual – there had to be a spiritual slant in their coming to me over and over and over again. And their development for them to make the changes they did. There's no way that I, I couldn't have done it. You know, I may have steered them along a path or the spirits may have used me as a as a, a concierge or whatever to sort of steer the person in that direction by telling them what I saw. But but I've seen people make amazing changes, amazing changes. And for me as a reader, those are the clients I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, take, the, well, you know, you do have a few that don't believe it. Five, you know? return people that I can sit and watch their progress, watch them grow, elevate, change. I would trade any reading, any reading I've ever done for somebody for five of those people. Only for that reason is I like to see people change. I like to keep track of their progress. You know, the, the, the one timers, they they get their reading, but then I don't hear from them. I don't see. I don't get the chance to see what spirit has done in their life. And for me, that's a big thing, like it is for you, is right. Uh, seeing how wonderful spirit works with a person, and how that spirit works with, or how that person works with spirit together, you know, to better their life. It's that I think is what keeps me doing what I do. Yeah, I, I think for me, I, I had a, I, I, I will say that there was a time when I did, um, and I'm ashamed, almost ashamed to admit, I did parties. <laughs> I did a, well, it was only one. It was a <laughs> I've done those. Party. It loved me, and 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 there were people at those parties. You know, I only did, I did three of them, three, three years in a row, and there were the same people that would come back, and you, you know, it was really cool to see three years later, you know, a year later, 
the transition of these people over a three-year period of time was amazing. It was really because, uh, you know, a lot of stuff can happen in a year. And it was really amazing to see these these changes. It really was. And 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 I and my readings are so dense and so thick that uh, they've been likened to six sessions with a therapist, at, like in an hour and a half, which is which is a compliment and a bit of a mind blower. But I've seen people come in and just be like completely blown away by what I've pulled out. And I've and I and I. You know, I, it's not. It's just. It's just what is what fell. This is what fell on the, on, the, on the mat. Yeah, but you know, you also have a psychology and counseling background too. Yeah, that, I do have. A, I do have a, a little bit of. I have a, a, a. The counseling stuff has always been. You know, I, I would say almost going to say armchair, but I've done some volunteer work. I lived in Louisiana during Katrina and Rita. I spent um, so, uh, a fair amount of time in the uh, Cajun Dome in in. Um, um, in Lafayette, talking to people who had lost everything or had to relocate. Um, I've always been, since I was a kid and I was driving, able to drive, I've always had friends that would get in the car with me and spill their guts to me and tell me the stories and then we would talk about things to do. And then when I finally went back to school, I went back and got my psychology degree. And, and it, it really, I will say that I, I think that counseling degree really does come in handy in, in, in some of the stuff that comes up because believe it, you know, I, as was, well you, you may know, sometimes some really heavy stuff comes out oh, and yeah. you, and you got to be able to, you know, one, you got to be able to deliver it in a way that you don't freak them out or you got to, you know, you got to not freak out when you see it. And number two, you got to be able to handle the fallout from when you tell them whatever it is, because sometimes it's not a pretty picture. You know, no, it's not. And you can't be, you know, like ghost. Ooh, Molly, you in trouble. Yeah, you, you got to really um, and, 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 you know, you got to pull out your any kind of excl- exclamations of, oh, mm, this is bad or, you know, whatever, because 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 it may not be bad. For, for them, maybe that's what they want. It just to you, it seems bad, but maybe they want to have five girlfriends or something. You know what I mean? And I'm just and I'm just saying, like you know, I, I had to learn that one. I learned that one over. Uh, you know, you know, I got I cut my teeth on in psychic fairs, and I learned a lot. I had a lot of repeat customers, and I learned that there's some things you got to just really lay out there, very bare bones, no pun intended. You got to lay it out there. Let them, you know. I lay it down. They pick it up if they choose, and that's how it goes. Yeah, and for new people, you know, new readers, people that aren't seasoned, that haven't done a lot of readings like we have or had the years of experience, you know, parties, you know, psychic fairs, you know, if you are feeling comfortable enough. To read for other people without the use of books or aids, you know, other than your deck or your bone set, I do recommend doing that. Yeah, I'd say 100%. Go, just go out there and do it because it's almost like riding a bike. I mean, you know, you know, they take the training wheels off, and you're either going to fall, or you're going to keep going, or you're going to keep going. So you might as well just get out there and do it. I mean, what's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to get it wrong, and next time you'll get it right. You just got to believe in yourself. And the other thing, too, I think, is that in some in some people's case, if they are spiritually connected enough, they're going to get it right no matter what. I mean, it's almost like if there's spirit, if you're spiritually connected, you're going to get it. And you know what I mean? You're going to channel what's got to say. You're, it's going to come out. Right. And but you do again, have to be 
spiritually connected, which means you have to have a good connection with your own ancestors, with your yeah. own guides. You know, right. And you have to work with them and communicate with them every single day. You know, that's true. It's like a family member. You know, a lot of them are. And if you close yourself off to that, you're not going to get the messages other than, you know, basically what the cards mean or what a piece means. Yeah. The bigger picture comes from your ancestors, guides, and your spirits saying, hey, here's this pattern of these different pieces all surrounding this particular issue. And they will start giving you information that just looking at pieces, you're not going to know, hey, this is what's happening. This is what's going on. This is the person. Yeah, that's, that's- very true. Um, that's, become, that's become the case in a lot of um, – I've, I've found a lot of pregnancies and uh, held a lot of babies, like, you know, you know, held five or six little kids after – as a matter of fact, the other day I saw one that uh, – I did her. I I read her mom, and I told her. I, I read the mom, and I told her that she was pregnant. She's like, "No, am I pregnant?" I said, "Well, it looks like you probably are." And she's like, are, "You know, you know, are you sure?" And I'm like, "Well, that's what I'm getting here because this the way things are laying here looks like one way, but I'm hearing something else." And sure enough, um, the other day I saw this little three year old girl <laughs> <laughs> who actually really liked me. Well, she probably heard you during the reading. Yeah. Yeah, she she actually smiled at me and seemed to remember me, which was kind of um, was almost alarming, but it was it was really sweet. Um, I've had that happen. I don't know how many times, you know. So I so I know it's spiritual, and I know it's a spirit driven thing because I'm pretty sure that if I just looked at the pieces, I wouldn't see that. I've I've found a lot of uh, you know darker things too. I've I found um, I found causes for single car accidents. You know, I've been sought out for things like that. Um, been sought out for miscarriages, things like that, Pro- problem pregnancies, health pregnancies. One of the first readings I ever did on that trip when I did those first eleven, I I, I, I found out that a uh, that a family member had uh, a type two diabetes and was was gradually headed towards um, uh, diabetic neuropathy where he couldn't walk. And that was that. That was when I went. Uh, that okay. What's going on here? And that's when the the guy pulled me aside and said, "You better keep doing this." So yeah, it's it's definitely there's more to it. You you gotta be you gotta have a tight connection with those ancestors. I can't stress that enough. You know, um, ancestor altar in the house. Even if you weren't tight with those ancestors, you still got to give credit because, like I learned, you know, I took an ancestral medicine course uh, here, and, and I'm not even finished with it yet. The uh, eighty, what is it? Let's see, a thousand years. Was it a thousand? A thousand year. A thousand years is eighty generations. So think about that for a second. And you're not you're calling in, like every single one of them. You're calling in those ancestors. You're calling in a lot of people. We're talking about more than a football stadium's worth of people that helped you get where you are to sit right here and for us to have this conversation. So it's a it's a it's a lot of people. And it's one of those things that, you know, whether you like an ancestor or not, you know, whether it's a parent, whether it's a sibling, whether it's a great grandparent or a grandparent that you had, 
bad issues with while they were alive, you still have to help elevate that you know person's energy. Exactly. That's one of the things that put that, that, that the go ahead. I said you still and you also should put them to work. Exactly. And, and, and also, you know, help them along. That's one of the things that, 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 that we learned in the ancestral medicine classes was about the troubled dead, the ghosts and the ones who are what they call the well ones who are OK. You know, the ones who have they've repaired and in and, and the ancestral lineage, you, you, ancestral medicine, you work with a lineage of people, you know, like all the people on your mom's mom's side or all the people on your dad's dad's side or whatever. And the thing is, is I've had people come to me and say, hey, I don't want to put my dad in because. You know, me and him, I have my reasons, you know, and I said, well, okay, we can do it that way. But when I read this, I'm still going to be talking about your dad, you know, and then and the other other thing, too, is I also will put in people. I will put people's step parents in. That's another thing I make a point to ask, you know, at every reading. I say, you know, are these your parents or your your step parents? And how how, when did they become your step parents? How old were you? Because I believe that between. I used to believe between zero and two. Then I believe between zero and four. Now I believe between zero and six years old. I think that's when the the transition. You know, if somebody comes in at that point, they're they're still they're 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 going to leave an imprint. But you still cannot deny that blood relative influence. You can't. And you know, no. as our guides, you know, the the ones that you had issues with can be protectors, they can stand at your door, they can protect your property, you know, they can give you strength that you may need during certain times. All these things we have to take and look at and consider what their traits were. Because we know that when we pass, you know, into spirit, we see every single thing that we've ever done in life. The good, the bad, the ugly makes no bit of difference. And we still, even in spirit, have that need to make up for all of our wrongdoings. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, I, I'll, sometimes I'll have people come to me and they, they want a reading and they get a reading and and they'll and and I'll touch upon a subject, and they'll and they'll say, "Well, that's like been a problem with me, my been a problem for me my whole life." And I'll say, "Well, look at the proximity and this line." That's another thing I work with when I when I I will admit that I work with ley lines in the reading itself. I look for lines. I look for you know not just patterns but lines. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, "Well, look along this line," and I'll lay the quill, the porcupine quill, or whatever I'm using. I usually use a porcupine quill. Lay it down, and I'll show them how it's all connected. It goes right back to this ancestor or this, you know, great, 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 great ancestor that's on mom's mom's side of the family. That's where your spiritual, you know, uh, uh, for whatever word, you know, let's say discombob, you know, disconnection comes from that side of the family. And then they'll say, oh, yeah, my mom could, you know, she was a Mormon and then she was a Christian and she never found peace. And and I and I have a hard time finding peace or finding a path. And I'll say, well, this is where it comes from. So sometimes those ancestors help help that they, they they point things out to help the client understand where a troublesome issue in their life is, and it, and it makes it very clear for them. All of a sudden, it's like an it's a it's like an aha moment, like an epiphany, where they go, oh, well, you know, wow, I'd never realized it, it was like you know, and I'm like, it's in your blood. It's part of who you are. 
And so that's make why peace, working, make, you know, that's why yes. working with your ancestors make, is so important. Yeah, yeah. So make peace with not only with you because you know you're who you are. You know, love who you are. You know, and I'll ask sometimes. I'll ask people, what do you love about your life? What do you love and care for? And they'll and they'll say, you know, that some people will say all kinds of crazy things. Chocolate. I love to go hiking. <laughs> and I, you know, I'll get every every answer there is. And sometimes they want to. Oh, I love to. I love to get down to the inner workings of things. And I'll say, well, that's because this ancestor here is is over here near the mechanics of what makes things work in situations. That's what drives them. You know, and, 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 and they get and they understand they understand what drives things fast. The rabbit bone is laying there. The rabbit says spring into action, understand, look at it quickly, you know, things like that. Yeah, and things multiplying, you know, and that's. <laughs> yeah, true. True. If it well, lands yeah, next you know, to the sex piece, you're funny, in trouble. It, it's funny to bring that up because you know, you know, in in, the, in one of the recent in one of the recent readings I did, the rabbit came in with the meaning of the more you ignore this problem, the more it multiplies into other problems of a similar nature. You know, that was one of the things, and all I have is a little tiny rabbit leg bone, and and I don't even know how it survived. To tell you the truth, I, I don't know how it's made it as long as it has. It's tiny, and it, you know, a lot of my pieces are very small, you know, which is where the 180 piece comes in. Yeah, I have a lot of my pieces are small, um, and I kind of prefer small pieces because it lends the ability for them to really squeeze into tight places. Exactly. And you have to really, you know, like I also use a porcupine quill. You have to really sometimes pick pieces up with it. Look underneath to see, you know, what the underlying issue is as you're going down, peeling the layers of the onion. <laughs> yeah, I call it play pick apart because we usually what happens is, is one portion of the reading. You know, you'll see pictures of my stuff online, and sometimes it's really, you know, they're spread out pretty nice, and you, it's pretty easy. But there's always one section where you got to play pick apart, and you got to go in there and find out exactly what's going on. And you got to get down in you got to get down in the in the crevices of what's going what's happening, you know. And the other thing I found was it's real different if you use I don't know what you use to read on, but I use sometimes I'll use a cosmogram, you know, the Congo cosmogram, which is yep. a circle with the equilateral cross. And sometimes I'll just use a mat, and it's really interesting. My my mat, Michelle Jackson made my mat. I um, well, I met her uh, back in two thousand and. 13, I believe. And I traded her a bottle of what I then called ancestor healing oil, which I've renamed since for obvious reasons. And I gave her the ancestor oil and she gave me the mat and told me, get to work. And I did. <laughs> well, I, you know, I started off with ancestor healings, um, divination set. And okay. that came with the, you know, the cosmogram mat right. that Robert Lucas provides. Right. And I had trouble because being as linear as I am, having all of that in front of me, you know, is what stumped me. You know, having Did the quadrants, the colors, where I'm so used to past, present, future being left, middle, right, things moving out farther being the distance, you know, things above you or below you and then the colors i mean for me it was too much to look at all at once especially yeah. trying to learn so i just use you know uh sheepskin you know i have a, two of robert's sets 
um, mainly because I just wound up with two of them. Um, I've used it a number of times, and it is very, it is definitely a lot to take on. I primarily use Michelle's, um, you know, mat that she made, and I have another mat that I that I made. But but a lot of times, what I'll do is I'll take um, a powder or a sand, and I'll draw a cross on it. So it has that cross section in there. But you're right. The Ancestor Healing Set is very heavy. And it's interesting because when you used it, did you use your pieces on his set or did you no, use his pieces? I used his pieces, but now his pieces have morphed into like 120 pieces. Uh-huh, exactly. They're all included in my main set. Um, right. So it's not, you know, the separate set and then what I put together I started with his and just built off of that, you know, keeping the meanings of his pieces the same as they were. Right. I just can't look at the cosmogram mentally and get be out of my own head while I'm trying to do a reading yet. You know? It's pretty cool because once you get used to what it means, it's really cool. But it's a getting used to the it's getting used to the sight of it because it will overpower your brain. I mean, it will it will over it will, you know overthrow your brain unless you kind of relax your mind and and study up on what the meaning of it is. It gets pretty you know it gets pretty simple when you when you deal with it. I know a lot of readers and you know you know I, I researched it pretty far as far as I could and I and, and a lot of readers you know will sit down on the ground and draw a circle and put a cross in the middle. Yes. So, so that equilateral cross thing is really something that's really kind of, you know, it, it, it's 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 historic. It's very historic. Um, the thing I don't like about it is I like to use everything. If it falls off the mat, it doesn't count. But even then, still, I sometimes will keep it where it's at. Now, sometimes, sometimes what falls off the mat is a reading in itself. Sometimes but, what but, falls off the mat is what's missing. Exactly. Or, or, or you know, it's not speaking at the time. But you can also look at it and go, oh, well, that's a reading in itself, you know, and, and but but with 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 the cosmogram, it's so big that 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 you that there's the layers of, you know, you know, this much this this stuff has a lot of influence or is very or, or is not very changeable. This stuff is more solid and going to stay the same. And then there's the, the elements of with the equilateral cross. It's like, OK, this hasn't happened yet is going to come into play. This is daytime this is or you know or active this is this is now this is just beginning this over here is is in full swing and this is on the way this is still swinging but it's on the way out right so that's and, how, that's how i work with that you know i mean and i think that, and, and that stuff tends to be really important and it's and it's it's when it's when those readings spread way out that that comes in handy when they come into a clump i'm like oh dear <laughs> and i have to pick them apart you know but it's still i i still I don't have a problem usually, but I, I just, you know, every now and again, I'll, I'll just look, I'll go, wow. And I'll have to sort of pick it apart because it's so, you know, that's another thing. Learning to throw that basket, learning to throw. That's, that's, I tell you, I'll tell anybody that's listening right now, learning to throw those bones out of a basket is, is a skill because you can't just dump them unless you only got a handful in there. You got to kind of shake them around and you got to spread them out. And, you know, a lot of people will get will get bogged down with, oh, I can't throw them out. I can't, you know, I can't toss them right. I can't put them on the mat right. And you were talking about you don't do what they call sortilage throws. So you never reach into you never reach into your bag or your pile and just grab a handful and throw them down. No. Nope. Sometimes what I'll do when I do the when I do the reading, I do the reading with the 180 pieces or, you know, 
you know, God forbid, some one time I did a reading was 210 pieces. I had that lady wanted to put in every one of her brothers and sisters and all their all their their spouses. And and then I accidentally mixed all the pieces I wasn't using together. I used every piece I had in this reading and I did it all in 45 minutes. I don't know how I did it. But when I get done, sometimes with a reading, I'll scoop it all into a pile and I'll ask them, what if is there anything left that's really pressing you that you want to know? And I will dig my hand in there. I will scoop and scoop and, you know, put, you know, I'll, I'll just keep folding it. I'll toss it almost like a salad, if you will, with mm-hmm. my hands. And then I'll reach in and grab a handful and I'll hold it aside and I'll just drop them. And then whatever's on the mat, then I can usually address, then I can address what they're saying with what's there. And to talk about a nonlinear way of dealing with things, let me tell you what, sometimes those questions they're asking, those pieces on that mat really make you dig in your mind to figure out what they're telling, you know, what you need to tell them about what they asked you. Yeah, and I haven't gotten to that point yet. And I think for me, when I'm doing, you know, I I throw them all because even if the client has a question, you know, I'm always proposing to my spirits, my ancestors, you know, my guides. What does this person need to know? Right. You know, not just what they're asking, because there's other stuff underlying, you know, their their question nine times out of ten is not really why they came to see you. Exactly. And that's why you notice I said I do that at the end. So I do the I do the general reading with all the pieces. And then at the very end, I'll ask them are there any questions you want to ask me. And they'll ask me and I'll pick it and I'll look at the spread and I'll get I'll get their answer that I can get out of the spread. And then I'll say how you feel about that. And they'll be like, yeah, you know, OK or not OK. And then sometimes they'll have, you know, I'll just it just depends. Sometimes spirit says, hey, Frank do one more grab and I'll stuff them all together and I'll swirl them all around and I'll stick my hand down in there and I'll grab them and just throw them down. And that's when, that's when the, that's kind of, that's when the magic happens kind of really. But it's, but it, but it, but it makes me work. You know, it makes me, mm-hmm. makes me work. <laughs> it See, does. I took another cue from Michelle Jackson, um, Michelle Jackson. And I have key pieces in my set, you know, for love, for work, for money, for job, mm-hmm. for, relationships, you know, for almost every issue I can think of. And this is one of the reasons why I like to just throw them all. Because even after I'm finished reading, if they still have a question, I'll look for the key piece. Right. And I'll read specifically on that question for that particular piece, which I may not have touched on, or I may read in conjunction with what their initial question was. But now it takes on a completely different meaning having to do with the question that they ask. Exactly. There's a, there's times when, when the, when the situation, the situation will sort of almost dictate itself, you know, um, that's, that's where a lot of times when that one piece starts jumping around, you know, back to that badger claw again, and one piece starts jumping around, I got to pay attention because it's trying to tell them people something. And I also have, a bicycle charm in my set. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> and the, the reason why I put the bicycle charm in there is, you know, there's a lot of times that people are looking to get ahead in life or they're looking to get a better job or a raise. And the bicycle for me is all about putting in the footwork. 
You know, you got a lot of pedaling to do. You really need to move your butt. You need to, you know, get on that path and keep things moving because if you stop, what happens on the bicycle? You slow well, you down, fall. you stop moving, and you fall off. You know, right. So the bicycle, depending on the direction it lands, you know, if it's moving towards the issue or away from the issue, also gives me the indication on what they need to work on and put their footwork in. Yeah, that's a great idea. I use a frog for things like that, for transitions and things like that, for making, you know, leaps of faith or, you know, if they can see where they're headed, things like that, you know. Yeah, I that's, use that's a frog, the frog too for the leaps of faith and for transition. Mm-hmm. But it didn't have the footwork, you know, and how much leg work you have to put in, you know, how much extra energy you know, you have to expel either to get away from or move towards whatever the situation is. That's a great idea. I, I, yeah. may, I, may, I may incorporate that idea. Yeah. Well, <laughs> That's a great like, idea. I think I was talking to you about another piece that I'm going to be adding, which is a little pair of ice skates. You know, as soon as skating I find them. Issue. You know, skating around the issue. You're skating on thin ice. You need to make sure that you are handling things delicately with whatever the situation or the person is and to tread lightly or to skate around gently, you know, so you don't fall in on that thin ice. You know? Yeah, see, I use for, for a piece like that, I use a stone called Appetite, which, is you know, it's A-P-A, was it A-P-A-P-T-I-T-E, I think it's it's Appetite, but it's. But it's about it's about um, being very gentle with yourself and the situation, and it depends on what it comes around that how that works. Right, and I, it never ceases to amaze me the types of pieces you can put into a bone set and the meanings that they. I mean, you, literally, you can use anything. You know, somebody has yeah. in. Uh, Michelle Jackson's bone group on Facebook, they have a little red plastic Dalek from Doctor Who. Right. And I was just like, man, I'm a Who fan. How come I didn't think of that? Yeah, stuff comes, you know, it's, I'll tell you a good story about that. Like, you know, and once you learn, it's almost like once you learn to read, really, and, and this is what I would tell anybody else that's also starting out. Once you get it, and you, once you kind of get being able to sort of see the meaning and the dualistic and triplistic and quadraphonic and <laughs> every other kind of meaning in the pieces, I went into a lady's house and she had a, a cup on her shelf that was like a junk cup. It was all this stuff that she had just thrown in this cup, all these pieces of stuff. I tell you what, I threw that cup down on the counter and I read that cup. And she was like, What? And I was like, what's so simple? Look, da 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 And it all, and it made total sense to her. I mean, it, to me, I was just, to me, it was almost like a fun thing to do, but it, but it worked. It worked. And, and what people need to understand is, you know, when you are connected and you get it, and I'm not just talking bone readings, I'm talking any kind of spiritual reading. When you get it and you have the connection with spirit, you literally can read pretty much anything. That's true. Very you true. You can give meanings to certain things. Certain things have meanings already. 
spirit will dictate and tell you what certain meanings are or how they play together, what they have to do with, you know, there's the online, I'll call it, I don't want to call it banter because it's not really banter, but different views of opinion on whether you should use spirit and ask questions or whether it is just intuition and my thought has always been, you know, intuition is great and wonderful, but you still have to present questions. You still have to, in some way, shape, or form, ask what it is that you want to know or that your client knows. Exactly. You know, and you also have to ask for the spirit to reveal stuff the client needs to know. Exactly. You know, you, and, and also, too, and, 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 and on a more almost dare I say selfish note, the, the spirit needs to reveal to the reader what all can be, you know, can be, um, what's the word I'm looking for, pulled away from or what meanings can be pulled away from that spread, that piece, that 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 pattern or whatever it is. I mean, so there's de- the spiritual connection cannot be denied. It, 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 it strengthens everything. There's no way you can go about this without an ancestral connection that's strong and you got to feed those ancestors. And, and, and you can't do it. I don't think you can do it without a spiritual connection with a, with a faith. You, you know, I ask everybody that I read, uh, it always comes up. I said, what's your faith? And a lot of them don't have one. A lot of the clients don't have a, a spiritual practice. And in some cases, those readings are screaming, you need to get a spiritual, you need, you need a spiritual uh, a life. You need a spiritual angle on your life because your life is is lacking some of the depth you could have. And I'll say, do you see this reading? Do you see what's on the table? And it's like, yeah. And I'll say, well, do you think it's deep? And they'll say, yeah, it's really, how do you get all this stuff from it? And I say, well, because it's a spiritual practice. And they're like, oh, okay. So then they, they come away from it, understanding that, that, that a spiritual connection of some kind, you know, is important. And one of the ways that I, that I, that I kind of, um, tell people that is I have a, a small, you know, I have a skeleton key. I use a skeleton key, of course, but I also have a small key that would be like for a little metal key for like a wind up toy. Like that, you know, for like when I was a kid, I'm, I'm 50 years old. So like when I was like, you know, te- you know, 10 years old or whatever, little, little wind up key for like a little, you know, car or something. Right. Right. And that, that key is broken on one side. It's been broken. So if that key comes up with the broken side, I know those people right there, their spirituality is either broken or they're not practicing. Now, it's more that it's broken. I have another piece I use that is a dark blue stone that has a white streak through it on one side and on the other side, it's almost black. And if I see that stone black and I see that key broken, that tells me right there that person needs needs more spirituality in their life. And they, and they need to get, you know, they need to step into the spiritual path, so to speak, and start working. Yeah, and I think people don't realize that, you know, in order to be, I'm going to say, completely healthy on all levels, you know, it's the mind, the body, the spirit, the emotions. I mean, all of these things have to be present, be balanced. Yeah, not only present, but, but you know, but fed and worked with and nurtured and taken care of. And, and I agree. So I know we're running a little over time, which I don't mind at all. Um, but I do want to thank some of the wonderful people that we have in our chat group. We have Stephanie Francis, 
Tanya, we have Divinity Diva, John, Thomas Elliott, Professor Charles Porterfield is in the house, Terry Smith, R.K., I'm going to pronounce it wrong, Gomes, uh, Nassar Ade, as well as Annabelle. Um, all these people, I want to thank you for joining us for you know our live with Frank Rising. Um, also want to make mention of the Big Apple Conjure coming up in April, just a couple of weeks away. You can find out information at BigAppleConjure.com, April 14th. I'm sorry, yeah, BigAppleConjure2018.com, April 14th and 15th in downtown Brooklyn, New York, with host Candelo Cambisa. Wonderful presenters such as Professor Porterfield, Ambrosine Laguerre, Michelle Jackson, Professor Ames, Leela Marino, Beverly Smith, and Brother R.J. James. You know, don't forget to check out Candelo's It's 12 O'Clock Somewhere show with him and Robert Lucas of Ancestor Healing. I know they're on a little bit of a sabbatical at the moment, but I know they'll be returning really soon. You can also check out... The DivinationTable.com, our website, so you can see where and who is coming up with our special guests for the next couple of months. I want to make sure that our listeners know how they can reach you. Reference to if they want a reading, if they want to learn how to do bone readings. Um, what's the best way for our listeners to get a hold of you? I would just tell people on the Facebook page, there's, you know, I'm on Facebook with a a personal page, but I also have a page called a page called Frank Rising Bone Divination. And on there, there's my phone number. Um, You can text me. You can call me. Um, I've had the same number for years. Um, uh, I would say, you know, just call me, just reach out, you know, and and we can make it happen. It's, it's, it's a, uh, it's a pleasure to do it. I love doing it and um, I love helping people out. So there's that. There's also Instagram now, which I, 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 I've, I've actually, you know, translated a few, you know, I've actually pulled in a few clients from Instagram. I had them find me on there. So those are the best ways. And then I, I got to say that I'll be reading um, that, you know, I'm always pretty much around um, in, here in the Houston, Texas area in somewhere, you know, north of Texas. I live in a place called the Woodlands. And so uh, you, you get a hold of me. You know, if you, if you live within about 50 miles, I mean, we could usually make a place to meet up or I, you know, I've done various rooms or places at different locations. Um, in San, I will be reading in San Antonio, Texas, um, April 15th. And then there's probably, and there's a, a few things coming up in San Antonio. So if you go to the brother or not brother raccoon, I used to go by brother raccoon, <laughs> but if you go by, you go to the Frank rising, uh, bone divination page on Facebook, you'll see, I'll start putting up those events that are coming up in, um, in April because there's going to be some stuff in April through probably about July that, that's going to be work. I know there's going to be a class probably in June or July out in San Antonio, there's going to be a couple of two-day weekends out there where I'm going to be reading. And uh, the first one will be, as I said, on the 15th of April. So out there in San Antonio at a place called Victoria's Black Swan Inn. Very nice. I'll be making sure to add your information to our website, thedivinationtable.com, so that people can get a hold of you and contact you. Um, would you like to say the goodbyes to our wonderful audience? Uh, I, well, I want to add one little quick thing to that last Certainly. little thing I forgot to say. Also... Uh, in the next couple of months at various periods and i'm not sure when i'll be at conjure new orleans and uh those will be at different times so people just have to kind of keep an eye out for that but i really thank everybody for coming and listening to this tonight and for giving us the time 
And I hope y'all got something from it. And if anybody wants to reach out and get a hold of me, I would be thrilled to talk to you. And thank you all so much. I want to thank you all for listening. What a wonderful group of people. I look forward to seeing you all again next week on the Divination Table. And thank you, Michael, for having the Divination Table. It's awesome. Thank you very much. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.